Welcome to Define You Radio, the place to be for real talk and real tips to help you define your personal and professional life. Class is in session with your host, the Southern Belle of Bold, Valencia Griffin Wallace. Pens and papers ready. Class is now in session. Yes, hello, hello, and welcome to Define You Radio, Classes in Session, where you get the life lessons, strategies, and more to teach you how to define life on your own terms. I'm your host, the Southern Belle of Bold, Valencia Griffin-Wallace. Make sure you are subscribed and connected to all things Define You, including Define You Movement on Facebook, where classes in session seven days a week. You can find out more at DefineYouRadio.com. With that being said, guys, this month's series, well, happy happy April. You know, this is our first show of the month, so let me get that out the way. This month, we are talking about real life. And if you watch me on Facebook, you know I'm always doing my real talk sessions. Well, this month, we're focusing on real life, the good, bad, ugly, how to make it work, and everything else. Classes in session tonight with some of my favorite people in the world, King Donald, and I, I know I'm probably starting some mess saying that, and Queen Tanya White. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you know, you a little bit of mess. His, his head over here yeah. big and all that other kind of. <laughs> you gonna have good. to start calling him that, <laughs> huh? They. I said, you know you're going to have to start calling them that around the house, Tony. I'm just saying. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. You're starting to. I'm just, I'm going <laughs> to leave that. This yeah, is going to yeah, be yeah. an hour-long show of me being messy because uh, <laughs> I personally yeah. know and love them. I refer to them as brother brother and sis. Like, Tony, you get the short. She gets sis. You know, yeah. um, and if if I go to Texas in their area and don't visit them, it is mess and some threatening Facebook posts. I'm going to leave that alone. They are uh, all around great people. You guys are definitely going to enjoy this hour. They are, are mentors, business owners, um, that they've, they've learned how to successfully blend their family, which notice my wording. Because a lot of y'all out there blending families, and it's like oil and water. So I just want y'all to know that. So if you are a single mother or father and you're you're dating, you you want to you can't just leave your kids because you're dating. So you got to find out how to do this successfully. And they have done that. They have beautiful, great children that I love and I call niece and nephew. And you know, I'm part of the family. They also navigate the waters of homeschooling, which more and more people are talking about doing today, these days, rather, with everything that's going on. And so I'm excited to get into that. They foster creativity and purpose in their children. All their children are doing something. I think it's awesome. Um, With that being said, we're going to go ahead and get into tonight's show and welcome Mr. and Mrs. White to the show. How are you guys doing tonight? We are great. We Thank are you. well. Thank you. We are excited. It's going to be an interesting hour. I have to remember I'm on host, show show right. host form. Right. Um, yeah, because I'll forget. <laughs> so, um, so I want to just tell, tell the audience a little bit about you guys, um, like dating with children. What was that like? Now, I'm not going to add my opinion of the things I know of somebody's psychoness. I'm going to leave that out. So why don't y'all tell tell the audience a little bit about what that was like dating with, with children? Whew. That was tough. <laughs> no, it was tough. Um, it was very tough because I was a mom of three young girls. And so now you talk about you know, their dad is out of the house, and now we're bringing in this new, so who is this new man? So this is the thing I did. <laughs> <laughs> they had no clue. They had no 
flew about him for it was months, right? It was Maybe months before. Right, right. Yeah, so this is how I did. Secret lovers. <laughs> right, right. Because like you can't, you can't. You, the kids can't know right now. So this is the thing I did. Right. I had them um, meet him one by one. So the, hmm. my youngest, the baby, met him first because you know she ain't. She was well. She was two then, it, so right. she didn't really. You know, she wasn't gonna really give a pushback. It was the two older ones <laughs> that I was concerned about. <laughs> So, um, you know, once she kind of got in and and was comfortable with him, then I brought over the next child, and and this was all like separate days, separate weeks. It wasn't even in the same week. It wasn't. It was wow. Absolutely, yeah. Because if the kid, if the kid, and the same thing with his son. Even though I knew his son as a child. But the thing is, if the kids, if his son didn't like me, and if my girls didn't like him, it was we were done. It was over. It was done. Right. Right. So <laughs> it was no, you know, where you gonna like, where we gonna work it out, where we gonna figure it out. No, because my kids have to be happy, just like his son had to be happy too. And so I mean, because you gonna see this person every day, you know. Right. Eventually, we want to get married. Eventually, we wanted to have a child you know, by the both of us. So, yeah, you're going to see this person. So somebody got to like somebody. It ain't going to just work <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> yeah, and uh, past experiences, my son actually shut down a couple of relationships that I did have because really? his comfort wasn't where I expected it to be, and I desired it to be as a parent. So right. um, I was a single parent for 14 before my wife and I started dating. So at that moment his his comfort level was was the number one priority. So when he engaged with uh with my wife, with Tanya and and he displayed comfort level and I asked him, So what do you think? And when he kicked back, Oh, she's cool, I knew it was on after that. <laughs> That is, I love that, but I now I have other questions. Um, <laughs> we know. You know, so, because I didn't know that one by one, Tanya, okay? So I have questions. So what mm-hmm. if two kids, you know, what if two of the kids were like, yay, and the other kid was like, uh-uh. It, was it an all or nothing? Was it like the majority rules with the kids liking him? <laughs> like, what, what was the rule it was, here? It was that. <laughs> it really was that. It was two like him, so the youngest and the oldest, and it was my middle daughter, Tanaya. You know, she is the <laughs> she is the tough one. She's still the tough one of the bunch. So it was like that from the jump. She, so the with her is she um you know she's tough exterior but on mm-hmm. the inside you know she's a she's the sweetest little thing of all yeah. but she's not gonna let you know that right off and so right. that's how she was she was okay with him but it was like you not my dad you know they grew up in the house with their dad so you know right. who is this new dude and now he comes and now he's holding my mama's hand, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> now, see, this is where and I, I have to bring this I have to bring this in because I think this was very important on my development before my wife and I got together was mm-hmm. I worked at church for sixteen years with the youth. So right. the reason I bring that up is I knew how to handle different types of kids, different types of environments, different situations. I've been to uh, families' homes late at night trying to help out uh, with with a kid that they was having problems with and things of that nature. But what I the reason I brought that up is because I believe that that was the preparation for me to understand mm. how to blend the family. Because walking into this, he made it known tonight. He made it known right off the bat. I'm not accepting you. I'm not. Accept, I'm not just <laughs> going to run with. You. I don't. And she was very. She made it known. 
but knowing how to deal with, a, you know, reading that from a child, I knew not to be overbearing. I knew not to be right. forceful with her and allow it to be organic. And I can remember I can remember the day that she walked up to me and gave me a hug that was unsolicited. That made my day. I, I, that made my year because I said at that moment that, yes, this is, this is definitely the right thing because now you knew you were there on board. Yeah. So question, Mr. Donald, um, you have a son coming into a situation with girls. How, how difficult was that? Cause let's face it. I mean, I have a son and I have nieces that I've been around their whole life. And hands down, my son is my son and my nephews are much easier than my nieces. And that's just me being like 100. Yeah, that I have to, uh, I have to give all that credit to my wife. So she had some, some things that she had to open my eyes to, because again, it was just me. And, and my son, so two males in the house for 14 years by themselves. So we had our <laughs> I set. I could only imagine. <laughs> in our environment. Exactly. And so now not only are we bringing a blended family, but we're bringing in four, four uh, females into an all-male environment and vice versa. We're going into a female all-female uh, environment. But the things that we did – growing up together, my son and I, was we understood how to deal with people and how to respect people. And as long as – and he has a lot of cousins that are females. And in some cases, he was the only male among seven seven females. So what we had – what I had to do was teach him how to respect women. And my wife, I guess – because there was certain things that she said, like when we went house hunting, baby, we have to have three full baths, three and a half baths. Right. And we turned down some pretty nice homes because it wasn't three and a half full baths. And I was like, babe, this is a nice home. It's in our budget. She said, no, it, it don't have enough. You don't understand. We have to have this. And now that we've been in the home for a few years, now I understand why she was persistent on that. So my, I leaned on my wife a lot to help me because not only my son, but myself, I didn't know how to deal with, with girls. Right. Uh, as a young age, there was, there was times that not knowing I was pushing them away because I was uncomfortable. But my wife had right. to teach me how to, be, um, how to be a father to her daughters or to young girls. And she had to tell me, no, that's what young girls do. Well, I was like, well, no, I'm not supposed to do that. No, you can't, you can't come sit under me. But my wife had to teach me and tell me, no, babe, that's what they do. They, they're going to gravitate to you. You are their father. You're, you're the representative right. of the male house. So if you push them away, that's what they're going to learn. So you got to embrace that. And it took a while for me to understand it, but my wife was persistent in teaching me that. And when my son see me interact, it was easy for him to interact. Uh, the same way and know that know that everything is uh, everything is okay. I love that. I love that, and you put it so eloquently. You put it so eloquently, and um, I know me. <clears throat> it's kind of like flip of y'all situation because you know I have a a son, and my husband has two girls, and. I'm not even going to lie. I was like straight traumatized. (laughs) It was too much. I was like, what is all this like emotional, it's like emotional stuff. And, you know, it it was very, very interesting because, you know, y'all met Cameron. Cameron is, it's Cameron, you know, he's like very Cameron-y. I don't know how to explain it. And here it is (laughs) at, at two two girls to the mix and all of a sudden, you know, it's, they need attention in different ways than he did, you know? Um, And all of those things that 
I, I'm still, you know, on it, still growing accustomed to because it is a, a different situation, you know. Um, I'm I'm a boy mom, or a, well, I, he's 21 now. Happy late birthday, son. Um, so <laughs> I am the the mom of a young man who is very much like his mama, very, you know, strong-willed, like you don't show emotions unless it's do or die or, you know, like, you know. And uh, then we get girls, and it's like, what's why? What's wrong? You know, like, so I applaud you guys on on that. So that brings me to the next part of this conversation because Tanya is a health coach. I know, yep. you know, as yep. a family unit <laughs> – Y'all are, you know, about, you know, eating healthy and natural this and, and all of that stuff. So, Tanya, were you like that, be- you know, before y'all got together when y'all were dating, or did it kind of all come together, you know, after the family unit was built? Definitely after. Um, at the beginning, we were, like, the number one me and my girls, uh, we were the number one processed food eaters um, in America. And, um, <laughs> and so, I mean, because it was all about, you know, I was first time single, first time single mom. And so, you know, I had to take the kids to school, pick them up, this is that. So, and work. So it was like, okay, you know, I got to have things that's quick for them to take to school things that's quick for them to pick up. So it was all about waffles, corn dogs, you know, um, whatever, hot pockets, all that other kind of stuff, because that's what that's what I knew, and that's what I knew that kids ate. So right. that was the stuff they wanted, you know, they, that, hey, that's what we went with. And then once we got together um, was when, well, we were together probably like, Four years before, um, before I, you know, the Lord has said that you are going to be a, <laughs> you're going to be a health coach, and um, and I said, you know, once I started going through my course, I started really understanding. Okay, so wow, we really do need to change, you know, change habit, change health, simply because these kids have to have the opportunity to make it to 38 and 40, you know, the ages that we are right, right now, these kids. And so I told my husband, I said, look, we all going to do this <laughs> together. It ain't, ain't going to just be no change on me. <laughs> it's going to be a change. The whole, the whole house is going to uh, change. And so, we getting healthy. We are right. We is us. And the way I, the way I looked at it when, my wife is always, she's an outside-of-the-box thinker. That's why she's an entrepreneur. And Hashtag amen. When, amen. When she brought it to me, the first thing I thought was, okay, so if we change our eating habits, I live longer. I got a good chance right. of living longer. So she must love me because if she would just allow me to keep <laughs> The way we were, my life, my life expectancy would would continue to dwindle. So she's right. not ready to collect on that life insurance policy. So she must love me. So hey, let's go with it. I don't even know what to say to that. She loves me because she's keeping me alive. I hope yeah. my husband don't hear this show. I really because he's gonna, you know, he gonna have questions. Um. I just I I'm just gonna maneuver past that part. Now I'm gonna you know if he hears it because sometimes he'll hop on live or listen afterwards. He's he's gonna tell me that like you must not love me because of the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I have <Lord>. questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> so okay, so I, but I love that you that you know okay. So Tanya had this vision and, and knew she was had had to get health, um, you know, become a health coach and bring it to the family. How did it go over with the kids, though? Girl, <laughs> it, it was it was actually it was, it was challenging in the beginning, but the great part about it is I consider we went through the training with 
as Tanya went through her certification, we went with her because we was her we was her first client. Mm-hmm. So the stuff <laughs> that she was learning was bringing back to us, and we went with it. Now there was some challenges. There was a few things that that the kids wasn't ready to let go. But here's why we mesh so well together. She's coming up with, okay, we we have to start eating healthy and eating these types of foods, and I love to cook. So I was looking for new dishes, new challenges in the kitchen, and here she is just providing me with a whole new array of options to try for the family. So then we mm. started incorporating. We allowed them to participate in the change. We allowed them, we taught them first, or Tanya taught us first, and we went to the store together. And we let them make decisions. Okay, well, this is, which one of these items, okay, we're not going to do away with chips, but which one is the best choice? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And so if so, healthy you, chips around there, or a better choice. Healthy chips. Better choice. Yeah, a better choice. And that's and that's what it was all about in the beginning. We didn't we didn't go cold turkey in other words. Right. It was okay, let's start by making better choices. Right. And then from there we was able to easily eliminate the the stuff that was just okay, yeah, we we're never gonna touch that again. Right. And so don't don't, you know, get it. I know a lot of people are like, you know, who we don't wanna do the whole health thing because it mean I can't eat this, I can't eat that. Becoming healthy or becoming a healthier you does not mean you have to stop eating your ice cream, your cake. Simply have a treat day, but be mindful of that treat day. Now, you know it's on Monday. You know, you're eating well for breakfast, lunch, dinner. Your snacks were great. On Tuesday, it don't mean have a treat day. You got to put the work in. You got to put the work in. You know, in order to earn that reward, that reward should be that slice of cake or that favorite pie or that piece of chocolate that you still love to eat. Uh, but you you're not eating. Are and you you're in eating my it. house? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. It's okay. Do <clears throat> away. I'm I'm sure you know most people because I I tell people this all the time. Don't let the the size. In, in the pictures fool you. My I am my refrigerator and cabinet is not to me it's not a picture of oh my gosh they eat so healthy in this camp. No. It's not like ridiculous. There's not a bunch of, you know, snacks and that kind of stuff because you know, like but it's not what I would call a picture of a healthy person. And I think a lot of times right. people will get that uh, cross, but one of the things I love about you guys, and y'all, I have been to their house. I know the kids, I know the family. They look healthy because a lot of times you have people preaching health and health, you know, in the health field in different ways, and they so far from healthy. It's like, how can you tell me anything? Right, right. I, yeah, I appreciate it. You know, yeah. you're like hashtag exactly. goals. I don't Thank know you. what I eat, though, because, you know, and I'm glad. I, I love her to death, but I'm glad she lives in another state because then I'd be forced to probably eat healthy stuff all the time. Um, you so do know that our someone, Huh? You do know that our states are neighbors, so we're not that far away. Wait, uh, again, huh? I know, I, I, but I'm I'm working on it. But this is this is where my frustration comes in, and I'm sure most of the audience can relate. Like you get to going like really good, like you know I you know go hard, you know Monday and Tuesday I'm counting calories, watching carbs, I'm doing all the good stuff, and then Wednesday comes, you get so busy, you stop at the and just completely ruin your ruin everything by, you know, some chicken fingers or something of that nature. And it's hard once you fall off. It's like you could be doing good for a week and you fall off one day. It's like it's hard to get back on. So what would you say to somebody that's like, I fell off, I might as well just finish the week off with Bluebell ice cream. 
Because that would be me, honestly. That would be me. <laughs> well, first thing, and this is, this is me, because I know there are a lot of trainers, coaches, uh, dietitians, all that stuff that um, that focus on the whole calorie count. I don't. Um, if you eat real food, if you eat more real foods, you don't have to count calories. That's mm. that's point blank drop the mic, period, hashtag, amen on that one. Uh, <laughs> um, so that is 100% your focus. I'm eating real food Monday, Tuesday, okay, on Wednesday. It's a busy day. I don't have time. Either you uh, you prep that day before if you know you're going to be out and about. If food prepping is not your thing because it's not mine. So if food prepping mm. is not your you know the spots you can go to to get a nice salad, to get a nice salmon <laughs> dinner, to get a smoothie, to get you know it doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to be everything that that's extremely healthy. And my tip is eat where you are. If the only thing now is, and I don't go here, and I you know I ain't I ain't you know hating on nobody that go here, but if McDonald's is the only thing that <laughs> get you a salad <laughs> and go with it. And then when you know when you get home, check your dressing though. Don't get the don't get a cream based dressing if they have a Italian or something that's a, a oil based dressing. Grab that and then do what do what you got to do. But when you get don't it ain't no guilt. Ain't no guilt. It can't be no Has- guilt. I don't feel guilty till afterwards and I'm miserable. I ain't even just gonna lie. Don't, don't do that. I'm enjoying the moment. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't even do that. I I prefer you to eat than not eat. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. Because I know a lot of people, they'll go all day and because there are no. And don't eat. uh, Right. They won't eat. And so now, and then you're upset about the weight that you're not able to lose. Well, your body has to hold on to that because you're not feeding your body nothing to burn. So I got to hold on mm. to this fat because she ain't eating nothing. She ain't feeding me nothing. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, do so, y'all hear that passion. I'm telling you. That's why I'm glad we live in different states. I don't care what my, my brother say. Um, but, I, but I do good. Tony would be, you know, proud of me most days. Tanya, you have a whole group on Facebook which um, talks about, you know, you give your health, the healthy eating tips, tips on detoxing, um, a whole lot of, you know, the suffer people that want to, you know, make it a lifestyle, make healthy and better choices. And she don't beat y'all, beat you up or anything. Like she gives real practical tips. So what is that that group name so so people can go ahead and find it and connect with it on Facebook? Change habit, change health. And that's my that's my motto. It's very simple. Change habit, change health. And that information will be posted also on the Fun You Radio's Facebook page. I suggest that you guys do join it cuz it's like simple simple changes and she's very knowledgeable. I will say that because um, I did text her on Easter, and I'm gonna tell you this: this is where my 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 couple crush comes in with you guys, right? Because um, I texted, I think on Easter, I was like, "Where? How do you?" I think I put like, uh, "Hey, Happy Easter! Um, how do I do a detox, or what should I detox with?" And she did not respond. <laughs> no, but I'm gonna tell you, this is this is because. Is she, I think you responded like the, the next day, and you was like, I didn't have my phone or something like that. But I so love and, and respect that because you was like, I, I you know, and because it was, it was a hot, it was, you know, Sunday, you were with your family, probably doing couple stuff or whatever. And, and, and But I love and respect it because I do the same thing. I will look at somebody's text or phone call and just be like, Psh, "Not today," yeah. and I and I yeah. and I love that because see, Donald. Not only does she want you to live, she ain't about to play with me on no cell phone. 
during y'all time. <laughs> you heard? That's, that's just, we won. We won. <laughs> we are one. Yes, y'all y'all are and it's um it's it's a it's a very beautiful thing to see the the happiness and the healthy not just physically but but spiritually in your your relationship cuz a lot of people don't think you can have that when you're you know coming in blending families you know what I'm saying and and I love that y'all show that you know, y'all are my couple crush, if that's a thing. Y'all my couple my couple crush. Couple crush Tuesday. Is is okay, don't that's I'm gonna just leave that alone. <laughs> from from one H from from one H health to the next homeschooling. Which I think is very interesting because 'cause I'm just gonna have a real moment here. Um I honestly didn't know that people of color, see how politically correct I was? That was very politically correct. People of color, I didn't know people of color homeschooled until like, I don't know, like three years ago or something. Like you, you know, because now everybody's mindset is different. But if you think, you know, five, ten however many years ago when people say homeschooling you'll think you know some Mormons on a on a uh, ranch or something homeschooling their kids like you don't you know or you know people of color don't homeschool and I and I love that I'm seeing that more now and you guys do it and it's awesome so when did that start and what was the decision in doing that <laughs> so Four years ago, I didn't know uh, people of color homeschooled either. <laughs> so you are not. This is about to end. Look, show over right now. <laughs> okay. I had no, I had no clue. But um, let me see, like six months prior to me letting the family know, I was researching. It, it, it kept coming to my homeschool, and so. You know, I, and during that time, I was starting my walk with the Lord. And so he kept giving me, he kept homeschooling. And I was like, look, <laughs> what are you talking about? What, why, you know, why me? What, you know, I don't know. So I just started to research. I started, I started researching and how I would, uh, how I would kind of tell the kids, I would say, look, if y'all don't get these grades together next year, we're gonna homeschool. So, so it was a threat. It was a. It was. It started as a threat. I'm a threat. But not, I was. I was just saying it. I didn't really. I was. Wasn't really for real about it. I was just. So yeah, I guess it was a threat then, because I really did. I really didn't believe. I would just say it, but I didn't believe it. But right. I, every day, hard. I was researching, researching, researching. And then when I started to find out what was available to them um, and, I mean, not just what they could have as if they were in public school, but so much more that's out there. Like the colleges have spots just for homeschoolers because they know that they think beyond the box. There's no outside the box. It ain't even no box. You know, it's like these kids do they they get in here and they do their thing, and so I was like, "Look, this might be all right, but I wonder if it's some other people that look like us that look like me." That do <laughs> I didn't know. I, I know, and so I, I had got to the point to where I was like, "Okay, so this is what it is. This is what we're doing." I called on at work one day. <laughs> I was like. Babe, and he was—I think he was either in a meeting or getting ready to go to a meeting. And I was like, "Oh yeah, babe. Uh, so we're gonna homeschool the kids next year." And he was like, "Wait, wait, wait, hold on. Okay, well, babe, can we talk about this?" <laughs> and I was so, like, "So that change wasn't as easy as a healthy eating change, though." Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that came—the homeschool came before the health coach. So. 
Oh, Not Lord, you just was doing stuff left, left, right, and sideways. There you go. By the time the health coach, health change came, he was used to, he was used to it by then. Like, Lord, let me just go with it. Let me just get on the boat with this one. What what my wife doing today, Lord? Yeah, this, this speaks to the intelligence of my wife. First of all, when she started the uh, response to your question, she said, "Ah, <laughs> she was the one that came up with the idea." So that was one hundred percent true. But it became a us in a we when I got home and she was able to answer the questions that I had. Now, unbeknownst mm. to me, and researching for months and months and months. So she was preparing that she could answer my questions. And, and this is one thing that I lean on when it's time to make a decision is, uh, am I harming anyone? How does this benefit? And what are the potential outcomes? And as I start asking these questions, well, I know because my wife loved me and she loved the family, she's not going to do this out of malice or, or to hurt anyone. It's to help. So regardless of, I, in other words, I don't have to fully understand it to be able to go with it and support it. So once I got that recognition that, you know, my wife, is, she, she's done her research, she know more about this subject matter than I do, but then she gave me the schedule. All I need you to do is teach math and Bible, and I got everything else, and then I was on board. <laughs> I I love it. It it is such a um, because like I said, I've been to to their home, and it literally it there is a whole uh, like a classroom setup that looks like you're walking into a, a school classroom. It's I was like surprised because you know um, you think homeschooling, you know, you think okay, child sitting on a bed, I'm doing other stuff. They got a book, and I'm like reading. I'm asking you some questions, but you have it set up so, you know, so efficiently, and then it definitely shows up in the kids. Um, yeah, was part of the decision to homeschool was part of that decision because of the safety issue in, in schools because what we're seeing today, it I would say it probably really started like five, six years ago, you know, hit and, hit and miss, you know. But was that part of that decision looking at the safety issues with schools? It wasn't. I, I, um, I really had got to the point to where I was tired of people um, – <laughs> I was tired of the teachers, and it's no jab against educators because they're great. But I had I was I was to the point where I was so done with um with some of the just the stupidity that we had to deal with um as far as uh, teachers not knowing uh, a grade that they put on a report card, um, not teaching, uh, asking that my child stays after school for tutoring. But then, because there's not enough children in the class, they can't go over that subject. So it it, oh. it was so, yeah, it was so petty and small and stupid to me. And I said, you know what? God gave me these kids for a reason. I know doggone, doggone well that I can teach my own children. <laughs> oh, this is what we going This is what we gonna do. In my experiences, uh, and I I would say my thought process was when when we're sitting here and we're making a decision, well, when I'm getting on board with the decision, I, <laughs> we're making a, I'm getting on board with the decision, I, I start to think back, okay, my youngest daughter, I remember she went to school one, she at school and she come home, she's so excited. That whole week she had a, an average of a 96. I was awesome job. Awesome. She go to school the next week and she come home. I'm like, wait, what, what happened from this week to the next week? And told me, well, dad is, I can't focus in the classroom and we got a substitute teacher. And, and I was like, what? So I went up to the school to do a school visit and I walked in the classroom and I thought it was not a teacher in the classroom because the kids was all over the place. And she 
me, and she immediately start packing her stuff as if I came to pick her up. And I was like, no, babe, I didn't come to pick you up. I just came to – but by, by the time I could stop her, she was standing next to my hip like, take me out of here. <laughs> and so why would your teacher leave class? And she pointed at the desk, and, and the teacher was sitting at the desk. And mm. I remember – I remember what I felt like that day, and I remember looking at the horror on her face. And then my oldest daughter, she was being bullied. And I had been to the school about three or four times. And when the vice principal looked me in the face and said, Mr. White, there's nothing we can do until this child actually physically do something to your daughter. And knowing wow. that that child's background in, uh, in conduct issues. And that was her fourth school that school year. She had been removed from three other schools. And here my daughter is saying, look, she's verbally threatening me. She's giving me a look as if she want to harm me. And they're saying, well, there's nothing we can do about it. So all of those images start to come back. All those experiences start to come back as we was having this conversation. And I remember the last the last day that they were in public school, that same girl was threatening to uh, do harm to my daughter on the last day of school. When we get out, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick your butt. And and, and my wife, I, I remember she called me. I was at work, and she was so upset. If this if this girl hurt my daughter, I'm 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 gonna go. And she was like a she was like a mother. And I said, baby, right. calm down. Right, because that calm was gonna down. be my next question. Because I know your wife, so that was gonna be my next question. You know, <laughs> I, I say, baby, calm down. Guess what? They're not going back. So this is their last year in public. She don't have to stay there all day. They're not doing anything. Just go pick her up before school is out. And my wife's like, see, that's why I got to call you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it was, it, it was that much frustration. And, again, this is just our experiences. Right. So this is nothing against the educators out there. We need them. Uh, we love them. We support them. But our experiences said, you know what, we're going to, we're going to give our best shot, our, put our best foot forward this way because we believe this is going to be the best thing for our family. And we, we went into it, and it wasn't easy, but it was worth it. Our family is so much stronger today than it was uh, four years ago when we started this journey. Hmm. And and I'll be honest, um, having met the children and and been around them, they are truly dynamic, respectful, um, well-rounded doesn't, like, doesn't say it, like, whatever is bigger than well-rounded, mature, um, like, I was surprised how young the kids were because of how they how they are. And so that's a, a definite um you know, whatever the word I'm looking for, a testament, that may not be the word, I don't know, to to you guys is parenting, the the family dynamic and the homeschooling because um if you guys saw like it's like the, the picture that I use to advertise the show of me um uh, with the braids Tanya's daughter took that picture, and all all those pictures, you know. Um, so when I that's my go to photographer in Texas, the uh, <laughs> the picture from Define You last year, which was in Houston, that was taken by her her daughter Tanaya, yep. who is what fifteen, sixteen, six. Mm-hmm. But she just made sixteen, right? Yeah, like in January. She just, okay. And so this, you know, and just seeing, seeing that, and I don't know all the time. Like if kids realize the advantages that they have until they get out there in the real world, and other people don't make sense. But um, everything that your your kids do, because you have a model. You have a um, your other baby is on the show, and um, right. I don't want to leave anybody or anything that, out because I know that know all the kids are doing doing things, and right. That's what I love because that what what you guys are fostering in them. I don't know that they would have that 
if they were still in public school, honestly. Yeah, I agree because when they were in public school, you know, I've I've been an entrepreneur since I was 16 years old. And so, of course, that's what I want for all of my children because I've been on both sides. I had to get up and go to work every day and do this and do that. And when I had kids and they had programs and different things at school, you know, I, I was told, no, I couldn't get off work or uh, can't go pick up your kids when they sick from school. So I, I I lived that whole thing, and I was so done with that. In 2008, when I left, I left, and the end period on that one. But, <laughs> and so uh, um, I, I wanted to, that's all I kept saying to them was, you know, y'all need to, y'all need to be entrepreneurs. Y'all need to get out there and do this thing. And Tanaya. Number one, the number one, she was like, "No, mom, that's you. You know that that's your life. Good with finding a job. Once I get old enough, I'm gonna find a job. I'm okay with get, you know getting a paycheck here and there. You know, and now she, I gotta keep up with her schedule now because she's hmm. so doggone. Don't make no sense. <laughs> it don't make no sense. So, and, and we had this conversation last week, as a matter of fact, on the way back from uh one of her, a photo shoot she had on Good Friday. She was like, Mom, you remember when uh, when I was so stuck on just having a job and working in corporate America and just okay with settling for that and uh, telling you, no, Mom, it's, you know, it's just you. She was like, I can't even do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't even do it. And it's nothing against corporate America. My husband gets up Monday through Friday and do his thing. But is it, that's not the life that God created for me, you know? Right. So that's it. That's that, you know? Now, notice you said in 2008, so you have to understand what a family is in 2008. That's when I came on board, you know what I mean? That's when I came up and said, baby, you know what? Now, to be to be serious for a moment, my wife used to suffer from migraines, and it was – there's no helpless feeling that I've ever had other than mm. to experience my wife laying down and there's nothing I could do to ease the pain that she was that she was experiencing. I couldn't even relate to the pain. But right. when we start going and I remember saying this to her, babe, when we married you're gonna be you're gonna be covered on the insurance. We're gonna get you to these doctors and we're gonna figure this out. We're gonna figure this out. And there was nothing out there, and some of the things we tried was just it was just mind uh mind blowing and I remember going on yeah. a doctor appointment with her, and the doctor come in a room and asked her a question, and my wife went on probably about a ten to fifteen minute dissertation on migraines and headaches, <laughs> and the doctor was impressed. He didn't know. So he started, you know how they say practicing medicine? He started practicing. He started writing notes mm. out. Oh, you experienced this? How did that, how did you do with this? He started using my wife as a guinea pig. I was like, oh, we got to figure this thing out. But in 2008, I remember going to my wife and saying, baby, let me take a look at the finances. Okay, you done in corporate America. You're mm. done. We can, as long as we adjust this and adjust that on my income, that will give us enough for you to be able to do your entrepreneur, run your businesses. Because she, she right, she, she has that business savvy and that business mind. From an entrepreneur standpoint, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom. I, I was like, I don't see how you start this. <laughs> mm. Now, once you got it going, that's where I come in at. I'm right, great at and helping, helping it grow, because that's where my expertise come in at is helping you grow what you already have. But she coming in from nothing, from an idea, and then give birth to change habit, change health. And so this change habit, change health, that helped her with her migraines. Now we don't even we don't even talk about migraines anymore. Hmm. Nope. And that's what that's the road that we started in 2008. When she left corporate America, from leaving corporate America, her migraines started to subside uh, as often as they. She was having them every day, 
So just uh-huh. that one maneuver at least gave her some relief. Mm-hmm. And then we tried everything in the book to give her permanent relief. And prop is no is no coincidence. It's not by happenstance that she's a health coach now. Right. Because that that spoke personally to her and she loved her family. So it was just a given that the family was going on the journey and going on the ride with her. And now the, the you see our kids in the grocery store right now, they'll they'll no, put that back. No, you know, you can't have – no, that's not good. Oh, they're trying to trick us on this one. So they know all the tricks of the trades of how to make better choices. And that stems from um, – that's what started in 2008. I see why you keep him alive via food choices. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you – Y'all know I'm going I'm to use that line, like, I can't wait till next time I come to Texas or y'all come here. And, um, yeah, but I, I love everything that you that you said. And unless someone has had a migraine, they don't understand uh, the, a migraine. Because people that haven't right. had a migraine will think, oh, it's a headache, you know. it's No, a migraine is something – that you probably can commit, and I'm not advocating violence, but I'm just saying, a migraine will make you be violent and you probably could get off just because if the judge has had migraines, because I know you can't do anything. And a lifestyle change is definitely what helped me because they have, like, you know, different medicine on the market and they want to feed you this and feed you that and it's not doing mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. and it's definitely a, a lifestyle change now you know um tanya got rid of a job i got rid of an ex-husband lifestyle change it, it works out fine you know now i have the love of my life hashtag amen real talk right look that's an over dinner discussion um I, I I love you guys so much. Um, so, real quick question as as we start to wind down the show, how do you guys balance? You know, like with the business, with my brother working, with you know the homeschooling, with everything you guys have going on. How do you balance that to still find couple time? It has to be intentional. Mm. If if my wife is feeling some kind of way, she's feeling a little empty, I haven't put enough uh, deposits into the one-on-one time, she let me know, mm-hmm. and I don't take it personally. <laughs> so that makes me something, a subtle hint like, you need to take me on date night. I know <laughs> that that date night needs to happen within the next, day in, day and a half. It don't have to be much, but basically what she's saying is, I need some affection from you one-on-one minus all the madness that, that goes on in our family. I just need some time with my husband. That's how I hear it. Now, how she, I, I can't go by how she said. I just got to go by how I hear it. <laughs> Tell the truth. But, uh, Tell the truth. It's definitely it has to be intentional because after after all these uh, entrepreneurs grow yeah. up and get their and have their their businesses booming, the the people that's going to be left is my wife and I. So yeah. this is eternal, and especially since she's keeping you so alive I, with with the healthy I mean? eating and stuff. Y'all got <laughs> you know. I'm gonna be living to. I'm. Hey, I might as well change my name to Methuselah. I'm gonna be here a while. <laughs> so I have to make sure if, I, if she's gonna keep me alive, I gotta make sure I'm alive and happy. And happy wife, happy life. Hashtag <laughs> Amen. On that, Tanya. Uh, so how do you, how do you know like? When you, you know, what I'm saying, like when you need some one-on-one time, like how do you, how do you 
know and then how do you bring it to your husband from your point of view? Um, <laughs> so I I know I know I've started identifying my moody uh the times when I get moody. At first, I, you know, I wouldn't admit it to myself that I'm kind of moody and until I started to <laughs> pay attention to when I get moody and why. And mm-hmm. so I noticed, you know, when I get moody, I'm like, well, we probably haven't went home. We need to do something. We need to go somewhere. I could go by myself, but what fun is that going to be? Okay, babe, yeah, we need to do something. Uh, we need to go somewhere. We, we should probably go out to it. And I honestly, it can be, look, it can be a trip to Kroger. I'm not even tripping right. on where. My thing is, okay, get me out of this house, you and me together. This type is is just us. Because we are around five individuals all day long, and me me longer than him. For one, <laughs> so <laughs> like, yeah, oh, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. Let me, let me, you know. And it's not a, it's not a bad thing where I don't want to be around the kids, of, of course, because we're right. in homeschool. But you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, we gotta get out of here right quick. So make that happen, <laughs> make this happen, and uh, and we good, you know. She just want her king. Is it when oh, she feel Lord. like she need her king? Lord, you just come to the king and say, "See what you king, started? This is what you started. I just want you to know, king. I need I, to I do some things." Lord, I, I said, I do believe I said at the beginning of the show I was probably gonna start some mess. Um, yeah, and I'm yeah. gonna work on recognizing my moodiness because normally. Uh, my my son or my husband will bring it to my attention, and of course, because they say it, I deny it, and then I'll think about yeah. it later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's what that's what my oldest, my two oldest girls, they tell me, and so mm. I was like, "No, I'm not." What are y'all talking about? And they would be, and they would keep saying, "Mom, you seriously need to pay attention." And so when I, you know left out the room and start paying attention when I, yeah, I am moody. I Yeah, I could be moody. Now, Donald never tells me that I'm moody, but I know he feel it, though. <laughs> because my mom didn't raise no food. <laughs> Donald have a long, long life to live. He got to, he's like, yeah. okay, I know yeah. I ain't saying nothing. Maybe leave a yeah. sneaky That's note and right. put one of the kids' names on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so as we have two minutes left, I told y'all that hour goes by fast. Okay, so I want one tip, Donald. This will be from Donald. Then, Tony, you're going to give your tip next. Mr. Donald, give me one tip you would give to a man going into a, um, you know, dating a woman with children. What is like that that one tip? Because I'm sure men ask you that all the time, especially a strong-willed woman. So let me add that to my question. A strong-willed, introduce one child at a time type of woman. What is the one one tip you would give to a man dating or wanting to date a woman so powerful as your wife? Okay. You have to understand that you're not dating the woman, you're dating her kids. Mm. So the only way you're going to be able to date her and her kids is you have to be self-aware of who you are dating first. You have to have a higher power in you that you have to be a, so indwelt in a child that, in, in, in the love of God that what you say is not what draws them, but what you do is what embraces them. And mm. they gravitate to the God in you, and all you have to do is who you are. So you have to yield first before you can attract others. Love it. 
Love it. I don't know if Single I have lady. I, I, I have a whole different question playing for you because I, oh, okay. I knew my, my brother, I knew he was going to drop the mic, so I wasn't going to put you on the spot behind that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mr. Mr. Beautiful response. Beautiful response. Okay. Yeah. Tanya. Miss Tanya. Yeah. Um, and don't get used don't y'all get used to me calling you Mr. and Miss. This is just strictly for the show. I just have to throw that disclaimer out there. Uh, you, you what? <laughs> what um what tip would you give to someone thinking about homeschooling? Like what's that what's that one tip you would give them if they're thinking about it? Do it. <laughs> I mean, honestly. But first I would say I would definitely say research. So do your research mm-hmm. because uh I mean we've helped we've helped about three or four families, you know, start to homeschool. I'm actually meeting with a friend next week because she's already withdrew her son and she's ready to, you know, to uh, start homeschooling her son. So we're going to the homeschool store next week to get that going. But definitely research and you have to be ready. You have to want to do it and enjoy it, whether the kid wants to do it and enjoys it or not, because it's it's not just about them. So don't let the kid, you know, change your, your views on, hey, this is what I want to do. Because if I would have did that, because our kids gave us the blues at the first year. So I could have easily said, oh, okay, well, yep, let's let's go ahead and send them back. But this is something I was supposed to do. I'm supposed to do that. I'm supposed to help others. And so that that's what it is. So definitely do your research. And if this is something that's on your heart, God told you to do it, you better do it. Mm. You know, Tanya had dropped the mic in her own way. And, you know, me being 100% honest, I, you know, wish that this was, you know, I don't want to say an option for me, but in my awareness, you know, year back, you know, when Cameron was still in, in school, because I could see where the schools fell short. I mean, I moved to a whole different um, parish you know, some of y'all have counties and different things here in Louisiana. We have parishes. I moved to a whole different parish because of the school system, the better school system here, not knowing that people homeschool. Like I said, I thought it was for Mormons on them farms with five wives. So they were sitting at home homeschooling. And I'm just it's not ignorant. It's being honest because, let's be honest, most people, you know, that's what we think. So I love that. So are you um, – if people want to get in touch with, you know, you guys want to find out more about homeschooling or, you know, mentoring or eating healthy, um, you know, like I'm working on it. That's all I'm going to say. How can they get in touch with you, period? Tanya, I know you got a website, but, you know, go ahead and drop your social media info also. So you can definitely message me on Facebook. I'm Tanya Cosby White is my personal page. Wise Health and Wellness is my business page. And you can also um, join my Facebook group, Change Habit, Change Health. If it's easy for you to call instead of messaging and doing all that other kind of stuff, my uh, office number is area code 346-818-9317. And I'm open to talk about homeschooling and health coaching on uh, either one of those communications. Yay, I need to write that number down so next time you don't answer my text, I can't I'm just saying. You. I'm going <laughs> to leave that alone. And um, I love that you're you're doing, like, you know, people can talk to you, to you guys. Y'all have a wealth of knowledge you are stuck with me for life, as I'm sure you know, both of you. Mm-hmm. I just need a hashtag you know. amen or something, okay, because um, for a minute I felt like I got dumped. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
the king is not going to discharge you like that. Oh Lord. Uh, oh, I. I yeah, that's your that's the rest of your night. Yeah, that's the rest of your night. Uh, dealing with I, King Donald. I know, <laughs> guys. I I love you. Thank you so much for a great show. Um, with that being said, pens and papers down. Class is officially over. Make sure you are connected with tonight's guest and the show. Um, get your health together, help your husbands live longer, help you live longer and better, and your children. I'm just saying hashtag amen. Until next time, remember your past doesn't define you. It gives you definition, and it's up to you what you do with that. Have a great night. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Define You Radio. Make sure you connect with the show at www.defineuradio.com. Pins and papers down. Class dismissed.